let's shame those sluts. <laughs> no, no, I mean like male sluts, but no. yeah. I- <laughs> I wish this was a singing podcast, but it's not. This is a bitchin' podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, guys, to Millennial Yells at Cloud. It's another episode. I'm really thrilled to be here on the podcast dedicated to history's most maligned generation, millennials. I'm your host, Anton, and today with me, I am very excited, thrilled, elated, um, energized, electrified, to have with me a very good friend, a powerhouse of ideas, a bastion of uh, philosophy, and a beacon wow. of fashion and good taste. Whoa. The amazing, the incomparable writer and good, great, amazing friend, Vittoria Venare. Oh, Anton, I cannot live up to all of that. For sure. You're living up to it every single day by just existing. Wow. That's, I feel empowered. You should feel empowered. And all of the adjectives you just said right from your, I, like I said before, you, this, you're, this is a natural talent you have. Oh, stop it. It's stop natural. It. You it's, could be like a fucking radio personality. Oh, can I swear? Yes, oh, okay, you can okay. swear all you want. We fucking love fucking swearing on this okay. fucking podcast. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Just wanted to double check, double check. Yes, um, and Victoria, you're here all the way from the hot, <laughs> sexy, and sometimes annoying city of Montreal. Mm-hmm. And you were a coffee snob when I met you. And I you still, still am. I still am. I'm a. I'm trying not to buy this like twelve hundred dollar espresso machine, but. One day it will happen. I think it should happen. Yeah. You you deserve it. And frankly, mm. it suits you. You are the only person who takes <laughs> being a coffee snob into not annoying territory. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's a compliment because I definitely feel like a snob all the time. And and I can't tell you how many times, and this happened to me just the other day, where I'd be walking down a street and I'd be like, let's get a coffee. And then, no, no, no. Like I... It, it'll take 30 minutes to find a spot. Like, it's not a quick, like, let's just go to here. It has coffee. Like, like I you look need a at, very specific yeah, kind of coffee. I need to see the machine. Like, if it's one of those things with a button. Okay, first of all, <laughs> PSA, if you're taking espresso from a button, I don't, it has to be the handheld thing. Nespresso, you hear that, you little bitch? Yeah, I, I got rid of my Nespresso. I had an espresso. I, I thought dire. you loved Nespresso. It was just dire. Oh, okay, wait, wait. Before we dive, because there's already so much fruit and fertile ground here, <laughs> I feel like I need to introduce you, or you introduce yourself in the sense of like, you know, what do you do? Mm. What's your vibe? Mm. What's oh. your story? Oh, Who are oh, you? Oh, <laughs> what's my story? Um, well, I would say I'm a writer. I'm a creative person. I think I'm... Um, I was a very anxious person. I, so if someone had to say like, what's your vibe? I feel like it would have been anxious. Now I feel like it's not so much. I feel vibes, vibes are important. Um, I feel just kind of trying to maybe what's the word rebrand. I guess that's an advertising term, but I I kind of feel like rebranding myself a bit. 
I think um, you had the perfect brand. No, well, you know what? If you feel it wasn't perfect, that is perfectly justified. Uh, but externally, I will tell you what mm. you appeared like to the rest of the world. You're just so put together. <gasps> oh. You were like collected, mm. put together, Whoa. thoughtful. I'm the hype woman. I'm going to hype you up. Like this is too much. I we know. have to hype each other up. That's how life works. No, I, I feel like sometimes I give off like a like a don't talk to me vibe, which I don't like. Like I kind of want to be more soft in that approach, but everyone around me is like, no, don't keep it. It's like a good vibe to have. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like that's not a good vibe to have. I I don't think you have that vibe. I think your vibe is more like, I know my shit mm. because I, I would say yes, you are kind of like intimidating when you just look <laughs> at you. You're like, oh, she's like, she got her shit together. She is not going to take my shit. She is not going to be like, I can't go up to her and talk about like, I don't know, um, the real housewives. I need to go up to her and talk to her about art and uh. culture. That's the vibe you give off. And if some people think that that vibe means don't talk to me, they're just dumb. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> You just solved the equation of my whole life in one sitting. You're just talking like, to dumb people. I'm sorry. Whoa. Oh, fuck. You're right, man. Like, I feel like, what's that quote? Like, don't dim your light if people need sunglasses. I don't know. I'm not good with the idioms, but. Yeah. Don't dim mm. your light. Tell them to get sunglasses. Yeah. Or stay out of your kitchen. We're mixing our idioms now. Yeah. Like, get off my, my back. Or get off my front yeah, porch. Like, get off my front porch. But I also want to, because the thing is, I feel like. Sometimes you have this perception of people before you talk to them. And then as soon as you talk to them, you, you like, to me, my biggest thing is talk to me first. Like, I don't want to be, you know, we all judge before we meet each other, but I feel like that's why I love the parties or the one-on-one thing. Cause it's like, you could really talk and get to know somebody. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I'm improving my vibe because I was walking down the street um, two days ago and this guy stopped me like this has never happened to me in my whole life mm-hmm. and like all of my girlfriends this is this happens on a regular basis like the thing that I is is like I, I just don't get hit on like I just people just don't which I find absolutely insane like people do not stop and talk to me even when I'm in a you know restaurant club you know bar like nothing like people just they don't even make eye contact with me, I feel like, sometimes. But anyways, um, since going to Montreal, maybe my vibe is getting a little bit friendlier. But, like, I was just walking and this guy stopped me. He's like, excuse me, like, uh, could I ask directions? And then he's like, to your heart. And I was like, oh, <gasps> I was shocked. Can I ask directions to your heart? To your heart. And I was like, you know what? That could Damn, daddy. But I was did like. Did that work? I mean, it was kind of no, cheesy, but was, did it work? No, it didn't work. But was I he think. Hot? No. <laughs> but he was young he was young and i'm sure he was just like you know full like i don't know if he was practicing that line maybe it was like hey let's see like what i i can't imagine someone cold approaching someone with something like that but that sounds like a fun tiktok challenge i feel like i want to do that yeah. just go on the street and just stop someone and be like i'm sorry i'm lost i just need to find directions to your heart. Yeah, like um, that's... And then did he stop there and who expect? What did you say? What did you... How did you react? I was just like, oh, I was like, ha, that's cute. And then I was just like, I got to run. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I just <laughs> walked the other way. Because he wasn't like... It was... I thought he was joke. Like, I think another thing was I was also like, is he just say what I thought he said? But I just kind of brushed it off and just walked away. I guess that was rude of me. Maybe that's why... No, I mean, I for, you're not obligated to tell him. First of all, all that's right. a terrible pickup line, it to be is. fair. 
put in some effort. Um, secondly, it's just a random guy on the street. You don't know him anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No one owes men anything, and that's going to be a bigger topic later. Mm. But, um, Victoria, we love to ask on this podcast when we get our hot and sexy guests on (laughs) is um, how they identify in terms of generation. Like, are you... You identify as a millennial, I'm sure. Because we're basically the same age. Yeah. And why and how do you identify as a millennial? What's your most millennial thing? Um... Well, the coffee thing, like I feel like I buy a lot of coffee and like, Is that a millennial trait? I feel like what's that thing where people are like, Oh, if you didn't spend four dollars every day on a coffee, you can afford a house or something like isn't no, that directed to us? Yeah, and avocado toast. And avocado toast. Like yeah. I feel like I definitely um probably buy all the unnecessary stuff that would just over the year probably add up to just being an obscene amount yeah <laughs> you like actually that applies to me it's true yeah uh that's true i mean we do spend a lot of stuff on random gadgets and shit but it's not our mm. fault because it's all available now like you can mm-hmm. you get a hankering for something you go on amazon and it's there yeah i feel like i don't know i feel like most generations maybe that's just the thing now is that most generations buy like avocado toast when they don't or okay that's the thing that people say but grocery well no groceries are just so expensive everything's Everybody. expensive everything's expensive all right man, i'm not answering this question properly like millennial what makes me a millennial probably the whole tech thing like, and i want to say this as like a like i feel like i'm one of those millennials that like i feel like the generation before us they mm-hmm. all understand tech like they all understand you mean after us like after us sorry uh-huh. after gen us z. gen z Um, My cousins, like, it doesn't matter what, like, what interests them, they understand tech. And, like, just the other day, I lost a password and I didn't know where to find it or like I didn't know where to cloud like I I, I don't there's, there's a button that keeps coming up on my laptop and I'm just like what does this mean like <laughs> something like restock something like no it was a your storage is full <laughs> on what like on my computer like <laughs> this is giving this is giving uh my mom you know what maybe <laughs> I'm not a millennial I think I just realized something I think my soul is not it's older than you're in Gen X boomer territory. I'm probably a boomer at heart, but yeah. a cool boomer, not like a deaf, a cool boomer. I definitely a cool boomer because, you know, I someone even like called me and was like, hey, your your account's been blocked, blah, blah, blah. Like, give us your information. I was it took me a long time to realize this you almost scam. got scammed. I almost got scammed because <laughs> I was like, what? You know, like I, I'm just that like uh, grandmothers get scammed. Like <laughs> I'm like a young like you're a you're a young Nona. I'm a young Nona. Like I'm <laughs> like what? You know, like so AI just freaks me out because I'm like I'm gonna get. <laughs> I, like I almost got scammed, but yeah, AI freaks me. Because <laughs> you know the AI like tricks people from into thinking like oh they'll they'll be the voice of your grandkids or something. Oh yeah 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 that's true. Yeah the scammers have have AI. That's true. And you know what another thing I think makes you very boomer is how you hold your phone sometimes you oh, do this yeah. thing where you like you know how um you guys know how like boomers will hold their phone <laughs> in one hand then use their index finger to kind of, like, <laughs> okay. On okay that's and i feel like you do that sometimes yeah i do do that i actually love that we have for once a guest on this podcast who um has discovered that they identify as a boomer yeah because everyone's a millennial yeah well i'm a millennial in a boomer 
I'm a boomer We're in a millennial, millennial body. body. Before we get to the main section, one mm. other thing I want to ask you. Do you have um, a pet peeve? What's your biggest pet peeve? Okay, this is very personal, like a personal antidote. But like every time I say I'm a writer, mm-hmm. everyone then like analyzes everything I write, everything I say. I'm a very fumbly person. So like I'll make mistakes talking. I'll make mistakes writing. Like I feel like as soon as you say you're a writer, they just... People like yeah. analyzing you. They analyze you. They're like, oh, it's, it's like saying, oh, I'm a fashion designer. Then they, all, then they start looking you up and down like, and oh, like, oh. And that's what you chose to you, wear. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's like I'm a writer like 24-7. And I get like, obviously, I'm not a shitty like texter or like a bad by no means are you a bad writer no yeah i'm not a bad writer it's just like but if i'm texting or if i'm sending email i'm like look i do this every day i don't want to like put this much brain power into you know everything i do yeah censoring sometimes you just gotta turn off like sometimes i want to tend to stupid texts i mean i'm sure that's what you say because i send stupid texts all the time but sometimes you're just like i don't have time to be poetic here and i don't have Mm. time to like check my grammar and check my spelling Mm. and check writers need a break too oh god yeah hashtag justice for writers yeah people should have a little more confidence in themselves sometimes yeah it's hilarious coming from me. No, you you have a lot of insight, Anton. I don't think you give yourself enough credit because that is the thing that people do all the time, which is they say, you know, they 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 shortchange themselves and they shortchange others. And mm. I feel like that's another pet peeve of mine. I feel shortchangers, 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 and bad tippers. Short changers and bad tippers. (laughs) I love you. Like go very philosophically. You're like and people who don't tip enough. Were you ever in service? Were you a service person? Like I was a barista. Mm, So, but which makes sense with your coffee love. Yeah, but I didn't really notice. Like the tips weren't mandatory at all. I was in Spain two months ago, and it felt very weird not tipping. I love Europe for that. I love, honestly, low-key, love not tipping. I think tipping is a scam. It is. We have to do it because we've been scammed into it. But like, hey, restaurants, what if you paid your workers a living wage? What if you didn't rely on strangers to make sure that your workers have food for the month? Yeah. Batch it. It's crazy. I don't understand. Like, and even when you get, like, how do you go to a place that doesn't tip and then you go to, like, as soon as you go back to the place that does tip, you're like, this is insane. 20% on, like, a dinner is, like, 40, 50 bucks. Insane. Like, you have to Okay, what kind of dinners are you having, girl? Okay, well, (laughs) I mean. 20% on a dinner, that's $200. I can't afford that all the time. Well, my math is not. I I just (laughs) made that number up. But I do feel like 20%, okay, but dinner these days is, like, 150. If you have any sort of. Girl. Alcohol. Is okay, it not I mean, okay, fair, fair. To be fair, if you have alcohol, okay, I usually have like maybe a glass of wine. So it's like what, 60, 70 bucks? Right. Right. Okay. No, no. Like oh, you're if, in, you're, if you're, if you're, two people are having dinner. Okay. For two, not, yes, yes, yes. For two. Oh my God. Not me being a sad not, and alone. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. um, when I have dinner, because I'm always <laughs> having dinner by my fucking lonesome, I only spend this much. I spend $25. That's for Subway. <laughs> Uh, oh okay God. fair i stand chastised and corrected <laughs> no, because no. A, a dinner usually is a thing you have with more than one person yeah well i meant more yeah like at a sit down where you tip and shit but you still but that's the another irony is you're expected to tip at subway as well because they have that pre yeah i'm like okay 
we'll get into our main topic after this, but Miss Mama, everyone who's trying to tip in places where tips were not there before, like if your whole job is to hand me something mm. over a counter, mm-hmm. I am not going to tip you. That's not, yeah. you didn't, yeah. there's no service involved there. No. Tip you for saying hello. And once again, I know tipping shouldn't be tied to service because we're in a system that has scammed us into mm. like basically paying the salary of us uh, wait staff. Um, but I think this tipping culture is kind of going overboard if you ask me. And I'm sorry, guys, if you work in service, like you deserve to be tipped low key, high key, actually. Um, but I think we should be fighting for our, uh, you know, fair wages instead of yelling at people who don't tip. So that's just my hot take. Amen. That's Amen what I to got that. to say. Um, but anyway, we're going to take a quick little breaky break. And when we come back, Victoria and I are going to dive into some juicy, juicy hot topics. So stick around. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. And we are back. And we are excited to get into the main topic. And the main topic... Today is, I don't know what it is. I don't know how to describe it. Should we just say the patriarchy? Because mm. that kind of sounds lame and everyone expects the patriarchy. I feel like it's too generic. It's too generic. But like, mm. you know, it's kind of like men and men adjacent things and how yeah. men are kind of, you know, not great. Not great, but also like they're victims of society as well. They're victims of themselves. They're I, victims of themselves. Which is why I think it's kind of the patriarchy. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess that's the perfect overarching way to describe it. But you had a great way to point it out just before we started talking. So what? Mm. say what you said. It was more about the hypocrisy that... Not the hypocrisy. I think that's a strong word. But I think it's it's weird that women can dress in pants and dress very masculine when they feel like it and kind of explore their masculinity or explore um, different different vibes and different um, ways of being. And then men can't. Like men are, they're stuck in their pants. They can't, that sounds weird, but you know, well, they can't. They fortunately can't, and unfortunately. Like they can't <laughs> wear dresses, you know? Like I feel like it's, I'm sure there are guys that are like, well, I don't really want to wear a dress, but... I feel like, how do you know? You never had the opportunity. And it's so, like, I, like dress is so gendered where I feel like pants aren't. Like, I feel like a woman can wear pants and a man can wear pants. And it's like, okay. But if a man would wear a dress, it'd be, like, such a big deal. And it's like, why? I feel like there'd be a lot less repressed men if they were free to just explore their very safe, like, you know, feminine side. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's where all the violence and the, the, the pro, like all, all of the, the toxic masculinity sometimes comes from this like assumption that like they can't, exp- like, like maybe they're just repressed. Maybe they yeah. just can't explore. I think uh, it, it definitely is a lot of that. I think with the dresses and pants, for example, which I thought was like an interesting um, thing that I often think about. And there's another thing I think about that I want to get to in a second. But the dresses and pants thing, it's because like in my mind, and I'm going to state the obvious because I feel like you know this, everyone knows this, is because 
being a man mm. is so much more valuable than being a woman. Like everything associated with women in society, at least in Western society and the current place we live mm. is like a less than a downgrade. Yeah. So to be, a to be a feminine an effeminate man means being closer to the feminine side, mm-hmm. which means you are, less of a person less of a man mm. but also less of a person frankly <gasps> oh, gosh. and so it's like do you want to do that to yourself do you want to move away from masculinity and adopt um something that is so the kind of the antithesis of who you are and then like with uh, pants for example for women it's because they i think it's more acceptable is because it brings you closer to masculinity and as controversial as it is because i remember like if you think of like the 1800s of Victorian times and someone like wearing pants. I remember in Downton Abbey when um, Sybil, for the Downton Abbey fans, when <laughs> Sybil made her frock, but it wasn't a frock, it was like a pants frock and everyone was like, oh, gasp. Yeah. Her, her legs are sticking in each piece of like fabric themselves and it's not a dress. Everyone was so shocked by that. But 100%, if a man put on a dress... In that time, mm-hmm. I feel like they would, someone would pass out. Yeah. And frankly, they'd probably pass out now because look at what's happening with drag queens and look at what happens in yeah. the, the state of drag and LGBT rights and everything. This is a political podcast, This is going to get deep real quick, but I feel like it's... And, and even just as I hear you talking, it's like not really about like the physical aspect. like Because men used to, like back in the day, like you were saying, like, you know, Napoleon had a wig and makeup and wore, you know, heels and like men, men were very like peacocky. Like they would Mm -hmm. have very elaborate robes. I'm sure in certain periods of history, they were like, they would, they would probably wear like what we would call now a dress or like open and open-ended kind of fabric. But so it's not just about like the, you know, the physical aspects of just wearing a dress because you know a man can wear a dress and still be like very oppressive, mm, but exactly um, as they are, as they are, because <laughs> I don't think it was you know a great time for women back then either. But I feel like just that, um, and I see it a little bit with nail polish. I feel like I see a lot of straight guys wearing nail polish and feeling comfortable in it, and like now no one really, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I feel like no one says it, but also at the same time, while it's a good thing generally, I feel like once people see a guy wearing nail polish, like, oh, how, yeah. how like avant-garde, <laughs> how like crazy Harry they're Styles. The mold. Like, I know they're breaking the mold. Harry Styles painted his nails. Wow. Yeah. And people are like acting like it's, you know, this crazy groundbreaking thing, which is fucking insane to me because it's mm. like the bare, bare minimum mm. in many ways. Mm. Yeah, I think it's more like hoping that the tides kind of change in the sense that maybe it'll be more acceptable. I don't know for guys to wear things that are traditionally seen as like female, but it's, it's really honestly like what Gabor Mate says all the time. This is like my new therapist. I don't go to therapy. I just listen to him all the time, but (laughs) it's like the, the thing about authenticity is like, if you're not authentic, if you can't be your authentic self, and you can't, if you don't have freedom to feel accepted in your true self, like who you are as a person, um, it creates disease, it causes stress, it causes like you mm. to project on everybody, you know, you just become like a, you know, you think you're becoming this like idealized person by being like stoic and just holding yourself all in and not really being true to yourself, but 
um, you're actually, in fact, just making it worse for yourself. Mm -hmm. And like, you don't necessarily see it, but like just being able to, and this is the thing, like there's like spectrums. It's not like, oh, everyone should just go balls to the walls. Not everyone wants to go balls to walls. Exactly. Like it's just being able to dress and behave and, and explore parts of yourself in public that maybe, you know, you can't just yet. And I feel like women are, women got that a, a lot earlier. I think for sure. That's an interesting point. I think despite how fucked over women have been throughout (laughs) history and still are currently in so many ways, Mm. I think it's always been more permissible for women Mm -hmm. to like try stuff and to be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And I think that goes back to kind of this idea that masculinity is like this sense of sureness in who you are in a very specific kind of way. So uh, exploring in, I did air quotes because no one can see me, but I'm doing air quotes. So exploring for men is almost like a sign of weakness in a sense. It's like, Mm. oh, not very manly of you to feel like you need to explore. What do you need to explore? Aren't you like a big confident man? Shouldn't you know what you want already? Mm. And this is the thing. It goes back to the idea that men, like we've created this whole fucking system that traditionally has been used to oppress women and minorities, but inadvertently has ended up oppressing us. That is the irony. Yeah. That's what Alanis Morissette was singing about when she sang Ironic. Was it Alanis Morissette? <laughs> yeah, it was. I don't fucking know who sang that song, but yeah. that's what she was yeah. singing about. And I feel like when you point that out to Ben, it's kind of like, dude, it, it, they have this like block I'm like they while I'm a man sitting here but it's like when even men like you know men's rights activists will be like talking about well um, like men need this and like you know the suicide rate among men is, mm. is way higher than women and that's mm-hmm. true mm-hmm. and it's like can we acknowledge that that's literally because of the patriarchy it's because of men yeah it's because of men yeah like uh, it sucks yeah but like we need to acknowledge why that is and we need to like fucking fix it yeah and it's like it's it's a weird like now become like like it's it's this societal uh norm that was obviously established by men like back in the day and now it still kind of pervades and it's like um it's 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 interesting like how it's still kind of there it's going to take i feel like generations to die off in order to really cuz it's such if a deep seated I feel like there's, I feel like there's some hope, but like, it's such a deep seated, um, fear. Like, cause the thing is like, it, it taps into our most you know primal fear, which is you don't want to be rejected. You don't want to exactly. be rejected from your tribe. You have to show worth to your tribe. And especially for, for men, like if, if feels like, you know, as a, as a woman, you, you're very aware of like how society brainwashes you. You're very aware of like, oh, I'm, and it's very hard to unwire. Um, but men are also brainwashed to the same yeah. degree. Like it's, it's funny that, you know, and this isn't about like us versus them or like this, like, I feel like the answer is actually realizing there are no, you know, there's no conflict. It's, we're all one. We we're all victims of the patriarchy and like, why not heal each other in it? Like, I think women are wow. more open in that so sense. Deep. Heal you know? the world. Oh my I feel like this has become, yeah, like a <laughs> world peace. <laughs> world peace podcast. <laughs> but I, as you were saying that, it makes me think of the idea 
that oppressors, no matter who they are and who they're oppressing, ultimately just end up hurting themselves. Yeah. Um, it's... And <laughs> like that's why we say like you know you're not gonna age well if you're a you know a racist homophobe bigot whatever you're no. gonna be a fucking butt ugly person because your hate is gonna rot you so <laughs> not only are you hurting yourself in that very kind of funny and direct way mm. but also oppressive systems just kind of kind of bite you in the ass one way or another yeah. it's never that simple because I feel like oppression exists and rests on the idea that I need to change the world as it is mm. it's always like these other people shouldn't be here they shouldn't be near me they should be this kind of way and it's built around the idea of changing the fundamental fabric of the world and of being a human being and so when you try to do that you're inadvertently going to cause something fucked up for yourself and then it's it's like throwing a rock but throwing it around the earth and it comes back from behind and knocks <laughs> you out and then you know you're passed out on the ground and no one's calling the ambulance that was a really no weird cares. analogy, but, but yeah. yeah, I feel like this is going to take a turn because like, I like to go on tangents, but like I recently finished, um, the book Sapiens and it's written by this, like, well, everyone knows Yuval Harari. He's like a very Noah Yuval Harari. He's a very, uh, where is he? No, it's Noah Yuval Harari. Um, and his whole, like he does, it's called Sapiens. It's like a bestseller, but like, I just got around to reading it and mm -hmm. it's all about, like how basically just it's it's the history of humankind and like the big thesis or the big like question he's answering is why are humans the way we are and not apes like why did the our cousins like our ancestral cousins not get to where we are and it was because of our belief in stories humans believe in homo sapiens have this unique ability to believe in a story and if you believe in that story it's truth and you will die for it you know and the story we believe in today is the mcu god bless <laughs> what is that <laughs> the marvel cinematic oh. universe <laughs> Sorry, tangent. What a boy go on. thing to say. <laughs> go um, but yeah, no, it's like, and and he said like in one of his talks, he was like, the I think he's like the most successful story. Well, the most successful story is money, but religions are stories. Like you know, the so mm -hmm. societal structures are stories, um, and some stories are good because it keeps people in line. And obviously, you need like rule of law and all that, but. Um, feminism is a story just like everything else and it's probably the one of the most successful stories and it has led to zero violence I think his whole thing was if you have to enforce a story through violence through aggression through peer pressuring is it true like is it a it, is it is it you know mm, more natural mm -hmm. so feminism has killed nobody I mean women have died because of it but no man has died in the sake of feminism and it's a rampant like it's it's become when women were campaigning for feminism in the beginning people were laughing at them like other women were like what like we don't have rights like this there's is always people who want to maintain the status quo yeah. it's like i'm comfortable here why should we change anything exactly and this story was so absurd it was like why would we want all of these things and like it, there's just it goes against all of the status quos but it's propagated and now everyone, well, I shouldn't say everyone, but it's like it, it has, it's grounded with so many compelling points and, uh, you know, happens to be grounded in truth so people can understand mm -hmm. and, and it propagates without violence. You know, people, people can believe in it. And I feel like 
toxic masculinity needs to be enforced. I feel like it's something that needs to be beaten down because it's not natural. I don't think like, I think that there is such a divine, like divine masculinity is nothing what, you know, society portrays it to be. And I think that there's a lot of other cultures that probably get a little bit, not more right because there's no perfect society, Mm. but just kind of seeing what other cultures do and kind of blending it together to be like, you know, there's nothing wrong with masculinity. Masculinity is beautiful. It's just, it's, it needs to be protected and flourished so that it doesn't, because masculinity in its true form. It shouldn't be enforced. Yeah. That it shouldn't be a thing you force upon people and it shouldn't be a thing that comes at the expense of other people. Yeah. Which it feels like what it, it is, is that is, it's, is what it does now. Wow, I just had a stroke. It feels like <laughs> that's what it does now. Yeah. I that's actually a really. Uh, I've never heard that, and to be fair, I've never read that book. But I think that's a really beautiful way of saying that. Uh, if your story has to be enforced through violence, it it's not a story. But but also capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> we can't we can't cover it all. But we can't cover it all. But I think everything, honestly, everything is linked. The patriarchy yeah. is linked to capitalism, is linked to all other forms of oppression. Capitalism mm. is like inherently a, mm. a form of oppression, frankly. Mm. It can't yeah. exist without someone being oppressed. Well, I think that... Uh, well, right. Wow. I didn't even think of that. But um, I think we're still in the in humanity's infancy. Like, I really honestly have... Really? I have envy over I think we're about future. to die. Girl. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, we could die for sure. But we're still in infancy. Like, you know, we could be a... We're still a very young species that will get killed off for out of our own, you know, doing. But we're very... Like, we're not evolved to that point in time to, like, take care of everybody. Like, we're not... We're not... We've evolved too quickly and we're still very animalistic. But I... I do feel like there's there's some good in like we we I think it's also prudent sometimes to think like okay well things aren't shit like it could like it, the argument I this is I guess a pet peeve of mine that whenever I talk to people and they're like oh this world is going to shit it's going to shit mm-hmm. um and I'm like okay that's I I get what you you're the 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 kernel of truth in there and that your feeling is that you know there's mm. there's frustrations and there's things that are going wrong and that's 100 true but it's not the worst it's ever been like humanity is regardless of like where we end up because it could be a nuclear war tomorrow but based on the progression of humanity we have been getting better and better and we have been learning and as much as there are flaws with capitalism there's flaws with you know with society as we live in it now that we've just like spent an hour shit talking society but like there is <laughs> i i do feel like it's it, i think it's it's, 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 getting better it's getting better better like uh, and in measurable ways like and, life expectancy is yeah. increasing like we have more rights than yes. we did 40 50 years yeah. ago like and as there's women protection and yeah like you can't like like 200 years ago you know there was no rule of law like or i okay i used numbers like as if i mean a certain period of time ago like 267 years ago in um in what, what year would that have I been don't even like know. 18 1823 but in 1823 I feel like there was no, in no rule, rule of law, law. 
the Guys, fucking wild please, west. <laughs> Bitches was killing All each right, other. Listen. But you know what? When I watch TV and I watch like these historic movies, I'm like, what's stopping anyone from killing? Bitches be killing everyone. But there was, yeah, that's the thing. You like, like disappoint someone and they shoot you. Yeah, it was the wild west. Like literally the wild wild west. There was no. It was. It was honestly. It was America. I would. I think that changed that all with the independent the declaration of independence every man has inheritable unalienable rights before and also that was like a man was a very like asterisk term asterisk term yeah, like yeah, every man, not yes. women not women not not, not uh, minorities black, not black men, men not asian yeah. men no. not any kind of man only straight yeah. white men but they did the fact that they even got like that was the foundation and now we just got to chisel a beautiful sculpture out of it like i think I think I'd rather be hopeful than not because this is why this is why I appreciate you. You have like you have <laughs> you have the light of hope in your eyes, <laughs> a light a light that died <laughs> so long ago within my own. Yeah. Um, no. Honestly, but you know it's it's kind of fucked up that I've I've legitimately reached a stage where I think I'm such a pessimist and mm. I and I used to be very very hopeful, but Don't I remember be. being like you know what like goodness will always win uh, like justice will win G- mm. the good will always win like no matter how bad things get we're gonna make it through and now if you told me that there's a nuclear strike happening tomorrow and we're all gonna die i low-key wouldn't be surprised because i'd be like oh well this like this was bound to happen and it's like that movie uh don't look up on netflix oh i couldn't watch it, it it's was too much like the feeling of knowing that you're hurtling towards yeah. something like inevitable and fucked mm, up that's mm. going to ruin everything and no one's doing anything about it. But then in the back of your mind, you're like, no, like the world can't end. That's ridiculous. Mm. This is ridiculous. Oh, it's no, not, it can't it's, end. It's not going to happen. And then it does. Yeah. And so like the more I live, the more I'm like, the world is going to end because bitches don't give a fuck. But I think, okay, with that having been said... I feel like it depends on what your criteria is for success because at the end of the day, um, the world may die. Like we might kill the, like we might annihilate ourselves, but annihilate, annihilate, annihilate. No, I can't say it. It's one of those. We're all having. We're gonna today. kill ourselves basically, um, but I don't think that means that. Like, I think that there's still hope with within, like just the what's the that Buddhist phrase, like to don't change the world, change yourself. Like if you just show love to your neighbor or to, you know, just on your own like micro level, Hmm. I feel like it has repercussions as ripple effects. There are so many cases of times where like in war, people are becoming their most evolved loving self. Like the Mm -hmm. idea of like, I think we have this like precious idea of like, Oh, you know, we're going to kill ourselves. Okay. Maybe we will. You know, like, and maybe that wouldn't be the worst thing, but like, <laughs> I think, um, it's, it's okay. We're all going to die at some point. And <laughs> if you could just be nice to one another, like, I, I feel like who cares about the end? We can't control the end. You can only control like we who can, you speak to. But we can't control you, the end as a, as a society. Well, we can. There's 7 billion people on this planet. I know. Planet. Like, it's, it's hard. hard, man. But it's, it's hard. It, everything is hard. But uh, you, sidebar. Which shouldn't be a sidebar. Should be the main topic. We've moved so far from the from men right, and the right, right, right. <laughs> We need to like get this train back on them mm. tracks because you know ultimately, like I said, everything is linked. Yeah. This is linked to uh, the patriarchy and men. And frankly, you know what? Men got us in this position. Mm. This is men's fault. Yeah, I would say. I would say like 
98% of shit that's gone wrong in the world is because of men. Well, we know the problem. We know the problem, but I feel like what is the solution? Because I feel like we're talking as if like all of the UN is listening to us, but like, (laughs) it's like, okay, but what's the solution? No, I feel like, I feel like it's, you could categorize it as men. And I think it's, it's a bunch of things I'm sure. And and it's not to like say all men are bad at all, but like, I feel like, I mean, I would happily say that on this podcast. You know what? Let me say something right now. Yeah. Say it. A cab. What? What? All cops are bad. Oh, that is a very big blanket statement that I tend to agree with because <laughs> as as a as a as a police officer you are participating in a mm. system that is inherently rotten at its core. Men, you are men and therefore by but you virtue can't of opt out of being a man. That's okay, fair. That's true. But, <laughs> that's true. Uh, um, well, technically you can. Okay. <laughs> Technically, you can kill yourself, but um, but no, uh, that's true. That's the no. different part. But like you know, men, you we're all here participating in uh, a system that is really fucked up. Mm. You may not be able to opt out of it, but I think you can be like, yes, um, we are trash and mm. we need to do better, and I can mm. start doing better myself. Yeah. Um, maybe that was too harsh to compare a cab to. Yeah. AMAB, all men are bad. All men are bad. <laughs> that's that's a millennial yells at cloud original. Hashtag AMAB. Cloud <laughs> original. All, all men are bad, guys. Tweet it. Hashtag it. But maybe it's too harsh to compare those two directly. Yeah. But I can see, I think just by virtue of being born a man and then living in your very mm. male body and then mm. being like very male about it all and, mm. and reaping the benefits of being a man you kind of you're automatically participating in the patriarchy and so you need to like come out of yourself for five seconds and look at what you do and how you relate Mm. to people and how like men in general have fucked up so much shit Mm. and you know try and change something from yourself about it yeah it's like it's not you're you may not be terrible it may not apply to you individually but as uh, gender, mm. men suck. Trans men are great, though. Yeah, clearly, I would. That's not. Uh, I think. Cis that, I think men. a you lot of cis men can learn a, from trans a, men. Akmab. Yeah. All cis men are All bad. Cis, okay. <laughs> Akmab. 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 Okay. Akmab. A C M A B. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think. I mean, I'm not a man, so I can't relate. But I've definitely been hurt and victimized by men. So I feel like there's a lot. Men of, are your Regina George. Who yeah. here hurt or victimized <laughs> by men? The whole. The whole. World. Everyone raises their hands. <laughs> I feel like it's just one of those things where it's easy. Like to me, it's like, yeah, I could hate men for sure. There's, there's a lot of reasons too, but I think, I don't think the way that mass, I should, okay. Men and masculinity are different things. I feel like toxic masculinity is the issue, not men and not masculinity. I think it's toxic masculinity. And I think it's the, the, inability to grow and to learn and to heal because of this toxic masculinity. And I think that shaming or, cause I've been shamed Ooh. a lot in my life and I feel like you don't, you don't grow, you don't heal wow. if you've been shamed, you know, been, like once again, I've been chastised and put in my place. Uh, I just, no, no. I mean, you're a man. I mean, I'm, I'm not like, I just say it almost yeah. to lift you up. It's like, oh, uh, thanks, you know, babe. it's no, not. But, yeah. And I, I fully agree with you because I, 
shaming is not you know sometimes shaming is nice look shaming <laughs> made Dua Lipa dance better <laughs> so well she was bullied into becoming a better performer and bullying can work sometimes so I think we should bully <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's bad, but actually, no. Actually, but you know, fuck that. <laughs> Let's shame those sluts. <laughs> no, no, I mean, like, male sluts, but no. yeah. I mean, <laughs> we've gotten like, just. Slut shaming is bad unless it's a male slut. <laughs> we've just up the toxicity level of this yeah we're masculine. this is very toxic yeah, yeah no i think i think the message i'm trying to convey is mm. that when i say acmab <laughs> <laughs> when i say acmab i mean we should it's like uh we should as men recognize that mm. we're part of a system that mm. is oppressive mm. and even though you don't you aren't yourself mm. it's mm. like being it's like being white in north america yeah you have a certain level of privilege yeah. you have a certain level of thing that other people don't get and the first step is the recognizing that that's what you get yeah and a lot of men frankly like don't want to no and that's the part that sucks and I can tell you how good it feels like when other men, like if you're in a group for, okay, we're in advertising, so this is not a good example, but um, when you're in a group of men and one makes like a very inappropriate comment or really rude comment or even hurtful comment, seeing the other guys like kind of, this is where like healthy shame might come into play mm -hmm. where it's like, no man, that's not cool. Like that's, and, and kind of correct the behavior that way. I've not never seen that, that happen. I've seen that happen. I've never seen that. Unfortunately, I'm so happy. It's not have. often. It's not often. I've never seen it happen. I've seen so much behavior going yeah. un, uh, like excused and uncalled out. But that's where I feel like, that's how I feel like it's going to change because mm. it's the most effective, unfortunately, when, I mean, not unfortunately, like, you know, we are gendered for a reason. Like sometimes, like I'm very inclined to listen to women a little bit more about certain issues. Um, I'm inclined men. to listen to women on everything. Uh, okay, yeah. Frankly, amen to that. Like, yeah. I amen, mean, like, yeah, amen to that. I mean, not all women. <laughs> Wait, have you seen? <laughs> not all women. <laughs> have you seen that meme where it was like, it was like, I don't support all women. Some of you bitches are dumb. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean. And it was written by a woman. Um, yeah. But I was like, fair. Because fair. then you have like women who are literally fighting against their own like yeah. rights and their own. Those are women yeah. we should not be listening to. Yeah. And there are um, a lot of them. And there are a lot of them. Yeah. We should not be listening to them like power to you. You do yeah. what you want. Yeah. But you shouldn't hold other people back from getting what they want either. Victoria, yes. what's your last word on this topic? Oh, God. Um, my last word is I hope that this was educational and uplifting. And <laughs> we just shit talk. We're like, ah. shit talk, man. And then oh, like, my gosh. I hope, I hope you're all this. uplifted by this. I just feel motivated to change the world. And despite our very, you know, impassioned statements it comes from a place of love and people should listen to us honestly because yeah we I know what we're talking think, about i think we know what we're talking about like <laughs> we're, we're so delusional we're very yeah we're, we're delulu we're like a zero zero yeah. citations zero evidence yeah. just uh vibes just throwing <laughs> empty head vibes, ears just out vibes. there yeah just <laughs> guessing shit yeah but no but we also are also very smart so <laughs> so no, yeah. Um, only smart people have podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> that is factually incorrect. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was great. Uh, we're just going to take a little quick break. Then we'll be back for the last uh, section of this little pod pod. And then I'm going to have to let you skedaddle.
And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. That was a fun little break. I hope you enjoyed um, probably just music. I don't have advertisers yet. But mm. if you want to advertise, call me and advertise your trash little product on this podcast. Um, <laughs> Victoria, yeah. um, to wrap it up, I yeah. love to ask um, one thing to bring us back to you know the core of this show, which mm. is all about millennials. Mm. I want to know from you in this little section we call Nostalgia Corner. Mm. We're workshopping the name, but I think okay, that, that okay. might be the name. I think that might be the name. The Nostalgia Nos- Corner. Let's nostalgia let's, let's corner. cement it right now. Okay. So for the Nostalgia Corner, I want you to tell me something that you wish would make a comeback from back in your youthful days when you were a young, carefree millennial. Oh, God. Like from my childhood? Yeah. Mm. From my childhood. Um, or even something, maybe... I mean, it could be not from your childhood, maybe from your teen years, maybe even from your like 20s mm. when something that we don't do or have anymore, but something that mm. could that you like, this should be a thing. Mm. Someone said Tamagotchi. That was honestly one of the first things that popped into my mind. But no, because we just have phones now. So I feel like <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. Um, honestly, I don't want to sound too like boomery with this but please no please please but my inner boomer is showing um like bring back the rotary phone (laughs) (laughs) um i miss honestly walking into rooms without like just people being present in a room like (laughs) this is so boomer is this a new boomer thing to say like i feel like what do you mean by present like when you how are they not present all right when you walk into a room Mm -hmm. nowadays um, no one looks up. Everyone's on their phone. If you have a minute of like uncomfortableness, you're not you're not talking to anyone. You immediately go to your phone. True. I feel like the phone has. I mean, the phone is a whole other issue. But because I've actually found my like mental health deteriorating from my from my phone, like it's just zapping all the dopamine I have left in my itty bitty brain. But like. I feel like when you entered a room, like there were there was etiquette. There was like you say hi to everybody. Mm. You notice if someone did something embarrassing, <laughs> you would notice that you would laugh. You talk about it. Like yeah, sure. I'm sure people like got um, embarrassed back in the day, but like everyone was super aware of the room. People of were super aware of their surroundings. Yeah. They would talk. It was it was like you know like you were your own entertainment. You know, like you had nothing. You had to entertain yourself. Yeah. You had to entertain you. And like, I feel like back in the day, back in the nineties, you'd have, when you were hanging out, you were just hanging out, hanging out. out. Like you were hanging out. Yeah. The millennials would say just raw dogging the experience. Like (laughs) you have life. Yeah. Raw dogging life. Like you, there would be no distraction. You have to talk to people. Oh God, I sound so boomer. You're absolutely right. It's ridiculous. Like we've gone, I fully agree with you there, actually. I would have never thought that uh, to say it, but I keep thinking I was just at the doctor's office the other day and Mm. it was like a full waiting room and everyone was on their phones. And I keep thinking it's so normalized now, but I remember looking up and everyone has their face down, everyone's staring at their phone either headphones in or whatever, which is like great. Okay. You have this device, whatever. Mm. Cool. But it's like, as soon as we have nothing to do, like when there's a lull, yeah. you get sucked into your phone. Yeah. 
And then you don't have time to actually like think and process. I don't think anyone actually takes time to think and process yeah. things just in silence and in emptiness because yeah. there constantly has to be a distraction for you. Yeah. If it's not your phone, it's the TV. If it's not the TV, yeah. it's your laptop. If it's not the yeah. laptop, it's like, I don't know, your fucking watch. Yeah. Before, like, I know I'm guilty of this. Like there is, there are very few moments during the day when I don't have a screen or mm. sound playing. Mm. It's either music playing. Yeah. It's either a screen in front of me. It's, um... If it's not like, yeah, even when it comes to books, it's a Kindle screen. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> yeah. Everything's a screen. And mm-hmm. before bed, I fall asleep to YouTube. To a screen. Yeah. It's insane. And it's not even like those are moments where like, I mean, that's not great. But like what concerns me the most is like around other humans. It's yeah. like it's in, when you're if you're in a waiting room, it's like, OK, you know, the the old version of that is looking through a magazine like people weren't interacting with each other in a waiting room but like when people go to god forbid an event like i f- even feel like people don't go out anymore like i remember in university I feel like go out too much honestly oh really well i feel like stay people- home <laughs> <laughs> psa do you know what just stay home, <laughs> do you know what? Stay home. <laughs> um i'm saying like not enough people <laughs> are like socializing but yeah i feel like it's just I don't know. It's hard to describe. Like, it's really hard to describe because it's that, like, and I think it's, it stems from also your relationship with yourself. Like if you're constantly distracted, you don't know, like you forget, you become, a, you become more socially awkward and you don't know how to interact with yes. people. And that, I think it's, it's a catch 22, almost yeah. like a loop de loop where yeah. you're on your phone all the time. And through being on your phone, you become more socially awkward and you don't yeah. know how to interact. And then because you don't know how to interact, you go back to your phone. Cause yes. like, I don't want to have to talk to this person. Yeah. And you're just digging yourself deeper into a hole of like incels this is how yeah, incels happen oh, for sure this is how it happens like i mean not not the same uh the sound of my wine glass scraping <laughs> the microphone <laughs> wine has spilled everywhere. um no uh i i see it even in my cousins that like you know they have or my cousins and their friends like i go to a high school these days like i would hate to be in high school with a phone and never yeah. that like it's just I mean, maybe this is where like bullying came about, but it's just, you know, you'd walk into a room and like you were, everyone knew who each other, like maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm just too outside of the whole sphere of things, but it's just, it, I really, kn- I noticed a big difference in the last, like I've seen it in the last 15 years. Girl hitting the nail on the head. I never get that phrase. Is it hit the nail on the head or hit the hammer on the nail? Hit the hammer on the... What? No. Hit the hammer okay, on the never nail? never mind. Never it's mind. hit the nail on the head. Right, 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 right. <laughs> hit the... Ha- that makes no sense. <laughs> well, you're hitting the... You're hitting the nail, yes. Yeah. So, like, it's a very obvious. It's like... Oh. Draw the blinds on the window. <laughs> like, okay, right, it, right, right. Yeah. My idioms are not my thing, even though I'm a writer. Right. <laughs> so it goes back to my... <laughs> insecurity. Oh, uh, well, Victoria, oh. this was great. It was amazing for you to come on here. All the way from Montreal. I know you didn't yeah. just come for the podcast. I came all the way. I'm, I'm leaving now. I'm okay, gonna, let's go I'm back. Gonna, <laughs> she's going to drive back tonight because she has to get back to Montreal for work. Mm. Um, but we are so grateful to have had you here. Is there any like social media you want to plug? Anything you want to like throw out there into the podcast verse? No, I'd like to remain mysterious. But you can look me up on Instagram. Yeah, you know her name. You can look her up on Instagram. Yeah. You can I'll be tagged. You'll right? be tagged. And okay. yeah, you'll be you'll be shocked at um how stunning this girl is. And when she says like no one hits on me, I don't know. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's maybe you're in the wrong neighborhood or something. Or people are genuinely intimidated by you because you're too high end for them. 
Speaking of high end, I don't think people are aware of, you should have a photo of yourself on this podcast because I think you'd get a lot more listeners. Damn, girl, you know, uh, shots and titties on the pod. Look, man. Yeah, I've know. seen you at Berries. Okay, I've seen okay, the looks. Okay. Wow. Okay, this is, okay, okay. Last, <laughs> last thing. This man across from me, his natural muscle definition. I'm serious. I feel like it's maybe a genetic (laughs) thing, but like he has muscle without trying. Like I think you are completely insane. No, I think you have body dysmorphia. You literally do because I (laughs) like uh, the the muscle definition. And and you're like, oh yeah, he's. We ask what he does. He's like, oh yeah, I just kind of like stretch a bit and like he works out a little bit, but like he. I don't. I don't have. I don't know what you're seeing, Victoria. To be honest with you, I don't know what you're seeing. mm, You have some wool over your eyes. No, no. I've tricked and bamboozled you. Oh, beauty. Okay. Okay. I'll accept that. (laughs) I love when you when you acknowledge yourself as being hot. Then you're like, I'm hot. So I know other people who are hot. So just shut up and listen. Yeah. (laughs) So um, we're gonna leave you with that. We're both hot. (laughs) And um, you should and hot and vain and humble at the same time. And humble, but very humble. (laughs) And very intelligent yeah um so you should look victoria up on instagram if you feel like it um you should follow the podcast on instagram as well it's millennial yells at cloud and you should follow me anton tankovich on instagram today i'm gonna spell it for you i know i said if you can't spell it that's your own fault but today i'm gonna spell it a-n-t-o-n-t-a-n-k-o-v-i-c-h um so thank you once again for joining us guys this has been great thank you victoria for coming here um, and we will see you next time with, you know, another yelling at the cloud. And you will be back. Yeah. You'll be back for more. We have yeah. a lot to discuss. Yeah. It's a never ending hay ride with us. Yeah.